welcome back to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and I would like to welcome you back to Season 3, Episode 19. Well, today is going to be a little shorter episode than we've had over the past couple of weeks. Recently, we had the wonderful guests from Kike Language, Vera and Irene, and for several weeks in a row now we've had some pretty long episodes i actually did my best to cut them down considerably but there was just such good information especially for those of you who are trying to learn italian and i just i had a hard time trimming those episodes down so we'll just keep this episode today a bit shorter than than what we've been doing just to kind of keep some balance in our lives And some of you have also told me that you actually prefer a longer podcast. Uh, There are a lot of podcasters out there. I mean, the most famous podcaster of all right now in the world is Joe Rogan. His podcasts are sometimes three hours and people seem to just have no problem with that. So it just depends. Podcasting is an interesting thing because it's a different format and It's not radio, so it's not live, so you can stop and start, and you can listen to it while you're doing other things, cooking or driving or walking or exercising, or maybe you you have a kind of a job where you can listen to it while you work. So anyway, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. I almost wonder what I'm going to do with my Mondays. My whole week has now started to revolve around Mondays. And I mean, there are other days now and my weekends kind of revolve around creating the newspaper, Real News from Italy. And my Mondays are usually involved in in doing this podcast. And so it's interesting what's going to happen someday when I'm not podcasting, but I know I'll be doing something else and I'll still be sharing with you, probably be focusing more on YouTube content, which I'm excited about in the not so distant future. So anyway. I'd like to thank those of you who have placed orders and have done some shopping on the All Roads Lead to Italy shop online that's recently opened in the past week. Some of the orders have already arrived, and so I just want to thank those of you who took the time to place orders. Those of you who haven't yet, I'm sure you've just been busy and you'll get around to it. I'd love to hear your feedback on the products that are in the shop. I haven't yet had a chance to go and add some some items that I mentioned, like some curated items here from Italy, pieces of art, some pieces of pottery, some beautiful pieces for your home. I'm really looking forward to doing that this week. It's just been a really busy period, and I haven't had a chance to go out and do fun things like shopping, but I'm really looking forward to doing that. So by next week, I'm sure I will have items uploaded to this store. It's been quite a learning curve, and I feel like I'm just constantly learning something new, whether it's learning how to podcast or learning how to build websites or learning how to do search engine optimization for articles. There's just so many different programs. There's now a program or an app for everything and software for everything and and it's incredible time like if you if you think you might need something someone's already probably created it and they're offering a subscription to it and you just have to pay a monthly fee to you know to have the ability to use that service it's it's just incredible 
just learning how to create that online store was with Shopify was a really interesting experience. And then the fulfillment company that is fulfilling all the orders, printing them and shipping them out that links to the Shopify store, having to learn how to upload all the products and learn how to do all the things related to that. It's honestly kind of made me feel like learning all these things. And I'm a millennial. I'm kind of on the older end of the millennial generation, but I am a millennial and millennials are kind of expected to know how to do this stuff. But I haven't always in the kind of work that I've done in the past, I haven't always needed to use so much technology. So I feel like technology kind of kind of just uh, blew past me for about 10 or 15 years and I'm getting caught up. And as I've been getting caught up, it has been giving me kind of this new sense of like, wow, I can learn how to learn to do anything. And I don't know. Does that ring a bell for you? I, I don't know. I it's we live in such strange and interesting times right now. And so much of our lives are spent online. And it seems like everything is pushing us towards spending even more time online. Personally, I'm spending more time at my computer right now than ever have and ever want to be really. My goal is to if I'm going to be sitting behind a computer, I better be, you know, responding to somebody or writing. I'm really excited. As soon as Italian language school finishes, I've decided I'm going to reinvest that time back into writing. I've got a couple books that I've been working on that I've put on hold because I've just had so many other things to focus on that I've been building and trying to, you know, get to a certain point. But I'm kind of moving past the building of some of these major projects and I'm going to be able to get back into some other things, but I'm just craving more than anything being out in a garden and working with plants, getting dirty, planting things, watching things grow, pruning, weeding, designing, you know, making beautiful landscapes and beautiful gardens and orchards and you know all that stuff that I that I have been wanting to do since I moved to Italy but I live in a city right now and I live in a house that is not my you know I mean we we rented but it's not a place that we can start gardening yet so I'm super anxious to get to that point hopefully that is going to happen later this year so I don't know it's uh, this is kind of just stream of consciousness, which I don't often do on this podcast. A lot of times, if I find myself doing stream of consciousness, I edit that, that part out. And so, I don't know, I'm just sharing with you what I've been kind of up to for the past period of time. I spent countless hours learning how to design shirts and merchandise and and I really love logo design. I, I kind of have had fun designing some of the t-shirts and some of the designs that are in the online store. And I've gotten some really good feedback from some of you about some of the designs that you love. And some of my friends have even let me know that they 
suggests certain things and and some listeners and and I've made some adjustments to some products based on some feedback that I've gotten from you, which I love. So thank you. So in last week's episode, we had Vera and Irene from Kike Language, and many of you have reached out to them for one-on-one language coaching, which I'm really excited about. By the way, if you hear any loud noise right now, there's a major thunderstorm happening here in Italy. There's a weather system that has moved into the whole country of Italy this week, from the north all the way down to the south, and it's called Hannibal. And it's a tropical system that has come up from Africa. It's humid, it's it's warm, but there's there are thunderstorms. So it's kind of strange weather. So it's just been an incredible thunderstorm happening today. In fact, I was trying to record this podcast earlier and it was just so loud with the rain and the thunder. I just, I couldn't record. It was just too loud even inside the house. So anyway, it's calmed down a bit, but I keep hearing some rumbling outside. So anyway, just know that that's what's going on if you hear something in the background. I've really enjoyed the coaching sessions I've had so far, and I'm just looking forward to continuing that. Italian school, I've only got two weeks left of Italian school, so I'm, I'm about ready to kind of shift from all of that focus on grammar, which has been great and good. I'm sure that, that it's something I will always appreciate. I, I will never regret my experience in Italian school. But I'm also excited about moving into this new phase of doing Italian coaching and and really focusing on learning the language through a coach. And so I also want to mention that the two free courses, the three-week mini courses, the group language conversational courses that Kike Language is offering to only to listeners of this podcast. Just know that there's still time for you to follow Kike Language on Instagram and go to their website, kikelanguage.com. Write them a message. Let them know you want to be considered to be a, have a spot in that class. If you've got an upcoming trip that you'd like to you know, sort of brush up on your Italian, that would be a great time, great opportunity for you to, to do that. So anyway, reach out to... Vera and Irena, and go to kikelanguage.com. You can go to my website, go to Learn Italian. There are links to their Instagram and their website, or you can go to kikelanguage.com, C-H-I-C-C-H-E, language.com, and let them know that you're interested in being in the beginner language course, because the other one is pretty much already full, but there's still some room in the beginner they haven't made their final decision yet on who's going to be in that. So anyway, if you're interested, there's still time. You can reach out and be part of that. So this past week, my neighbor, who is in that choir singing group, Loretta, she invited me to go back with her because the conductor, the or the organizer of the choir, he has three different choirs kind of spread throughout northern Italy. And he gets together about once every month or two with each choir individually. And, you know, they've been practicing on their own. And he comes and helps kind of tighten things up and, and helps them, you know, get where they need to be with the songs. And so 
Loretta invited me to go back with her. And I said, yes, I'll go. And why not? And so, again, I don't I haven't been able to commit to joining that choir. They've also required a green pass. My green pass expired and, and they were still requiring green passes to have, you know, group activities. So anyway, that's those restrictions have gone away. So I thought I would go back and just at least visit one one night and, you know, sing with them and just hang out a little bit with some Italian people. At the very least, get some surrounding sounds to share with you. And so anyway, I went. It was really fun. And I was really glad that I went. And then right across the street, so there was a festival. There's always festivals here in Italy, right? There's festivals for everything. I feel like every other weekend there's a new festival, which is one of the things I just love about Italy and Italians. And they just know how to celebrate. They know how to live. And so right across the street from the church where we were practicing was one of those little kind of pop-up carnivals. And carnivals in Italy at least here in the northern part of Italy, are not like the carnivals that you see alongside the road in the United States. In the United States, I'm sure many of you know this, but people refer to the individuals who manage the rides and the concessions at carnivals. They call them carnies. And it's not a very it's not a very uh, complimentary term. It usually refers to people that are kind of strung out, uh, maybe they don't have all of their teeth, and uh, they're, you know, just kind of on the fringes of society, I suppose, uh, is maybe the best way to say it. And so it's it's something I, I, you know, when we were kids, you know, when we would drive past a carnival with my parents, and, you know, we would beg to have them stop so we could go for rides, they'd be like, no, we're not going to go, That's those, those places are dirty. <laughs> that was what we always were told. And so I've kind of always had that feeling about carnivals. And I've never really been a carnival person anyway, because as an adult, at least, because I, I just, I don't love crowds. And uh, it's kind of a lot of chaos. And it's not really my scene. But the carnivals in Italy are a little different than the ones that I'm used to. First of all, they're very clean. And the food smells fantastic because it's Italian carnival food. So it's probably not any healthier than than American carnival food, but it's just, and I didn't have any carnival food, but it smells good. Let's just put it that way. And it's definitely different, but it's, the rides are clean. It's a whole different type of experience. The people that run it seem like regular citizens. They don't seem like strange people, you know, gypsies or something. And so anyway, after choir practice, I, Loretta and two of her friends, they're all probably in their fifties. And I, you know, we're walking back to the car because we all rode together and there right across from where we're parked is this carnival. And they said, we should go on one of those rides. We were kind of just, you know, laughing at the carnival. And they're like, let's go on one of those rides. There was this one really funky looking ride that is like you stand in these little like, I don't know how to say it, but like an upright little cell (laughs) that's like a a cage, basically, that you're standing in. And you just the whole machine kind of does this gigantic like, 
I don't even know hardly how to describe it. I took a video of it. I'm gonna put it up on Instagram to show you what it looks like when when I post the the surrounding sounds for this episode, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. But since I don't have that video right here while I'm describing it, uh, it's just this giant arm attached to all these this row of these little cages that you stand in. Two people can stand in a cage, and and then the whole thing. The whole thing lifts up and these cages that you're in, you know, just start doing this gigantic loop. And um, anyway, apparently the more that you use your, like, swing your body weight in, in a certain way, you can get the cage, your cage, to go even faster. And so they're like, let's go across the street. And I was like, I, I don't even have any cash. I just have a credit card on me. I don't even have any cash. They're like, no, we'll it's on us it's only three euros come on nathan and so we went across the street we got in this crazy ride me and these three middle-aged women (laughs) and we just started we just went on this this crazy italian carnival ride and it was really really fun actually and and we were laughing and i was videoing the whole thing because i was like oh man i gotta share this with my listeners and we were just having a great old time. I mean, it was one of those moments that happened so fast and before you knew it, it was over. But you're just like, wow, that's just one of those moments that if I had not agreed to come to this choir practice tonight, I would have missed out on the choir practice and, and seeing all those people and, and having those conversations and practicing my Italian with all those people. But I would have also missed out on this little, you know, gem uh, of an experience and so it was just fun loretta and sabrina and the other woman whose name i can't remember right now i'm sorry but she doesn't listen to the podcast so she's not gonna know but anyway all three of them and they were just so they were so ready you could just tell like let's do something fun and spontaneous and i was i love being spontaneous i love that so i i was down for it and anyway it was just one of those moments that was a great memory. I'll never forget doing that. As I've shared with you, you know, we're not going to make this our permanent home up here in the north. We're always going to have our our small apartment here that we can lock and leave and then come back and, and we've got a place because we've got family here. But it's just not going to be our permanent home. But I'm, I'm going to miss... This has been home for me for the first year and a half of living in Italy. And... There's something about your first city that you live in, if, especially if it's a city that you like. And I really do like this city. And I've never really been much of a city person, but this city is special to me. And there's something about the habits that I've formed, the daily walk up to the castle that I always talk about, and watching, seeing the same people on the road day after day, and watching the way businesses operate and the way the tradespeople, that everyone that's working on the street, laying the cobblestones in the street to the shop owners. And, and it's just, it's become part of my, it's kind of part of who I am. And so I'm going to miss this. And some of the people that I've, that I've connected with here, people that recognize me on the street now that I know, the neighbors and and people at the choir and people at the local shops that we go to. I, it's not really in my nature to move a lot. 
I like, I don't like change. I know that sounds strange coming from someone who moved to Italy, but I really don't love change. And I really prefer when things are kind of the same and I prefer to get to know people and be part of a community and kind of put roots down. And moving from California to New York was an experience and I made great friends in New York and had wonderful experiences there. But then, you know, you kind of uproot yourself. New York will always be a place I'll visit and have friends there, people I love, but I'll, I'll never be part of that community again. And I'm really looking forward to feeling like I'm part of a community that I know is going to be my permanent community for the rest of my life here in Italy. I'm really ready for that. I thought for a long time that was going to be this city that we're in here, but it turns out that's not going to be the case. And even though I mentioned, you know, in a previous episode, the issue with the polluted air, that's a, a concern. And I'm I'm going to definitely limit the amount of time that we spend in the city, especially during the months of the year, the winter, the winter months when the air is stagnant and doesn't move. And, and, you know, it's just not the air is at the worst quality of all. But like right now it's raining and it's been raining off and on and the skies are perfectly blue. You can see the mountains clearly. And those are the times that I want to be in this area. I don't, I certainly don't want to uh, discourage anyone from coming to visit the Prosecco Valley. It's gorgeous. You should absolutely come and visit. Come and visit like in the spring or the fall. Those are great times to visit here. It's very close to Venice. And so if you happen to be making a trip to Venice, you know, hop on the train and come to Conigliano and, you know, hop on a tour or rent a car and drive around the Prosecco Valley and stop at some wineries and eat at wonderful restaurants here. It's just, it's a lovely area. And I'm grateful that I got this opportunity to have this chapter of Italy up here in the north, going to school here, making some connections here. Again, we've got family here, so we'll always have a connection to this area. We're never going to not have sort of one foot up in this region. So I guess that's the consolation. And that's the thing that I keep reminding myself is even though we're not going to be here permanently, we're going to still be here a little bit. And so anyway, I know I'm just rambling today. This is a very rambling episode. Um, I'm not going to be editing much of this out. I'm going to just kind of just share my thoughts with you today. Today's a different type of episode than normal. There, there are a couple topics I want to just hit that, um, that are kind of on my list to discuss today, but I'm just kind of visiting with you. This is just a conversation I'm having with you. And I wish that I could have a two-sided conversation with you where I could ask you questions and and we could talk and I could hear about you, but that's not the way podcasting works. So I have to wait until you reach out and we have a conversation by messaging each other online. One thing that I have been kind of keeping my eye on for the past uh, couple of weeks is there have been some earthquakes in Florence, the city of Florence, and nothing too major yet. There was a 3.7 magnitude earthquake in Florence in the past week. And there's been about 150 other like kind of tremors 
that have happened there. So I don't know if that's a sign that there's a big one coming. I didn't research enough. I, I think there's always been kind of seismic activity in that region. There are parts of Italy, as I've shared in a previous episode, that are prone to earthquakes. We happen to be in an area here in Veneto where there are hardly any earthquakes at all. In fact, even though I grew up in California, I've never even felt an earthquake. It's so disappointing to me. Everybody thinks California is earthquake country. I lived there for 30 years and never felt an earthquake in my life. I was very disappointed in that. And so anyway, but that's just something to be aware of, that there are some earthquakes. I know there's a number of you that are heading to Florence soon or moving to Florence or spending time there. And if you happen to have some information, some firsthand experience about the earthquakes, or you know something about that, reach out and let me know. I'm curious about if this is just normal, or I certainly haven't heard about earthquakes in Florence since I moved here. So I don't know what's going on there, but I really hope that there's nothing major brewing there or or happening. I know in California, the thing everybody's always saying that always kind of sends a little bit of a chill down my spine is, oh, the big one's coming. The big one's coming. San Francisco's going to get flattened with an earthquake. Anyway, there's a major fault that goes right along the coast of California. And San Francisco in 1906 got hit by that major earthquake. And granted, back then, there was a different type of construction and and you know certain certain homes and buildings weren't as earthquake proof as they are now however there are still a lot of old structures in San Francisco and that were rebuilt right after that earthquake and so anyway i i don't know just keep your eye and i'll let you know i'll let you know if i see anything new happening in florence One of the things I want to talk about in today's episode was, as I've been writing this newspaper, Real News from Italy, which I've really been enjoying, it's really been a growing experience for me, I've I've really enjoyed doing that. It's, It's a different type of writing than I'm used to. I took some journalism classes and I minored in English in school, and I... I really, really love writing. This is a different style of writing than what I'm used to, and it's kind of... It's kind of stretched me. It's I'm growing a, a bit, and it's it's really enjoyable. And every week, as you know, there's a section in the newspaper called "What Real Italians Are Thinking," and I have kind of a network of Italians here that I know, and then I have ones that I encounter each week, and I ask them these questions, and they give me their feedback on. A question that I come up with each week. And so it's been interesting to hear how some of you have received some of the feedback that you've that you've seen me share from Italians. They've they've their answers to some of the questions. You know, I asked some questions, for example, about recently this this week. I asked questions about how Italians feel about Sweden and Finland joining NATO, because a lot of countries in Europe are feeling a bit nervous because of what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. They, they want to have a bit more security, so they're willing to invest into NATO, 
and becoming members of NATO and sort of strengthening that alliance. I think NATO is a really great way to take a bunch of small countries and band them together and and join forces to protect democracy and freedom from a crazy person like Putin, who has proven himself to be, you know, very, very unpredictable and kind of a madman. And so the recent question that I asked this week in the newspaper was, you know, how do you feel about that? And so it's been interesting every week to get people's responses. I asked them about last week's edition. I asked them about how they feel about Roe versus Wade potentially being overturned in the United States. You know, how do Italians feel about abortion rights and all of that? And so it's been very interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting thing. And, and I had a listener that's in Vermont, Erica, who's a lovely woman, and her and I have gotten to correspond back and forth over different topics. And she reached out and said, you know, I, I was kind of surprised by how conservative some Italians sound. I was hoping to come to Italy, move there eventually, or at least spend part of the year there. And I was kind of looking forward to being in a country with people that were very, very liberal. And I'm kind of a bit concerned. I'm very liberal myself. I'm, I'm kind of concerned about the fact that some of the feedback that I hear from from your your questions that you're asking real Italian citizens, I'm I'm kind of surprised by how conservative they sound. And you know what are your, what are your thoughts on that? She asked me. And and here's what I have to say. I believe that when you try to compare the current really, really divided system that you find in the United States with politics. And it's a very, very black or white. There's not a lot of middle ground. I'm one of those strange individuals in the United States that's an independent. I really am not very impressed with either the right or the left. I find a lot of problematic things going on with both sides. And um, I'm just not a big fan of, of the way politicians behave, what you have to kind of do, the, the, you know, the corruption that happens on, on both the right and the left. And so anyway, I, I'm very much an independent. I'm a, an issue-by-issue issue person. I pretty much don't want to back. There are very few politicians I get very, very enthusiastic about. I don't like backing whole parties when I, you know, have so many issues with what that party stands for on multiple issues. And the, the parties right now in the United States seem to be so extreme and into the right and the left. It's like anyone who, who feels like they're more moderate, they feel like the parties have kind of abandoned them for the extremes. And here they are in the middle, which is where I kind of am anyway. So that's where we are in the United States, right? So one of the observations I've I've made, which I think is kind of a pretty typical thing, is the older a person is, the more conservative they probably are going to be. I think that's true oftentimes in the United States and a lot of places around the world. Older generations just tend to be more conservative. They they you know are kind of horrified by some of these new new issues that are popping up in the world these days where you know, gender is this big debate now, and I think it's 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 something that 
older generations tend to be very much, uh, they tended to have a more common sense approach to life. And so I find that to be the case here in Italy as well. Older people tend to be a bit more conservative. Now, what I've also noticed that's a bit different in the United States is Italian people are, while they're more conservative, the older people are more conservative, they're also a little bit less judgmental. I've found that the that the older generation here in Italy seems to be more open-minded about things, which I find to be kind of refreshing and kind of lovely. And so anyway, that's an observation I made. Another observation is that I think that Italians are, they're very, very family-oriented family values here in ways that maybe aren't quite the case still in, in other countries, maybe in the United States. There's a little bit more of an old-fashioned approach to family, but in politics, I think that Italians tend to be more liberal. And so some of the things that I really love about politics here and, and the liberal approach to politics is the way that society is set up. And, you know, some they're doing something right because coming from California where people are just, there's homeless people all over the place, huge encampments of homeless people. There's something about that. Something is off in the United States, especially in California and the West Coast. There's something really off. It's it's very drug related, I know. And there is a drug issue here, but there's no homeless issue in Italy. I haven't seen a single homeless person since moving to Italy. Not one. The younger generation here in Italy is definitely more more liberal than the older generation. I think that's kind of normal anywhere. And so anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is to anyone who's wondering what politics and society and how liberal or conservative people are here, it's a mix. It's a it's a very blended, it's a different type of culture and the thing people aren't quite even though this is a Catholic nation and there's a lot of Catholic people here, people are not pearl clutchers here. If, if you know what I mean, I don't know if you know what I mean by a pearl clutcher, but someone who's who's clutching their pearls and they're just so offended. They're so, oh, oh my, I'm such a prude. Everything, oh my goodness, oh, oh I'm, I'm such a prude. I, I, I can't, I can't take this person doing this. I can't handle that person doing that. There's very much a you do you approach here in Italy and and there are there are some conservative things there are the church uh, the Catholic Church still has some influence here in Italy it's not not as much influence as it had you know even 20 years ago certainly and it's certainly not as much influence as they had 50 and 100 years ago but uh, there's there's definitely still a an older generation a lot of the people in Italy are older so there is kind of that older population of, of conservative values here. And I don't think that all of those values are, are wrong by any means. I think that a lot of them are very lovely. And I think it's why Italy is such a lovely country because of, of this really interesting blend of conservative and liberal views. I personally love a balance. I don't think, I, I think that whenever you get a society that's out of balance in either direction, you start having problems, you start having issues. So anyway, 
I don't know if that muddied the waters for you or cleared them up. But anyway, that's just a, a little quick take I had on Italian politics I wanted to share with you. So thank you to Erica for reaching out with that question and to anyone else who's reached out recently and asked me about about politics here in Italy. That's just a quick recap on things that I've observed since being here for the past year and a half. Well, that brings us to our reading of The Alchemist for this episode. So where we left off last time was Santiago, the shepherd, had been robbed on his first day of arriving in Africa, in the city of Tangier. And so he was searching for a place to work so he could earn some money to get a ticket to go back to Spain. And he came across a crystal merchant and he asked if in exchange for some work he could, you know, earn some money for some food. Anyway, he ended up working for the next year for the crystal merchant because he found out that it was so much further to get to to get to Egypt than he had been originally been told. And so while he was working for the crystal merchant, he helped to innovate and grow the crystal merchant's business. And the crystal merchant had offered him a certain commission on sales, not knowing how much the, the boy was going to bring in in sales. He actually transformed the business and started serving tea in the crystal glasses. And people started sort of coming to this to the merchant as sort of a destination. And he had to start ordering tons of tea and and glasses and set up tables outside and, and sort of the young boy changed the old crystal merchant's life. And so after a year, the the young boy, the shepherd, had saved enough money that he could go back and buy twice as many sheep as he had before if he wanted to, move back to Spain and be a shepherd again. Or he also had enough money to go to Egypt. And so he's kind of at this crossroads where he has... He's just learned, you know, for the past year, he's learned how to speak Arabic. So now he has a new language skill and and he's he's kind of life has has taken an unexpected turn. And and so now he's at this crossroads trying to decide, okay, where where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Am I going to go back to Spain or am I going to go to Egypt? And so he decided that he could just at the very least, go and talk to someone that runs the caravan, that takes the caravan to Egypt, and just inquire about it. And he had enough money, he can always go back to Spain and start his life over again, his life that he already knew so well as a shepherd. So he's kind of come to this realization that he has options, and it's made him feel really good. So what I'm getting ready to read to you is, in this moment where he has come to realize that he has options and it's sort of filled him with joy that he's got these options that he can go one direction or the other and he feels sort of free knowing that he has these options. So I'm going to read this and then after this of course I'm going to have Jeremy Irons read a little bit more to give you some more context about what's going on and we're about ready to go on a whole new direction in the story. So anyway here we go. Bear with me. I'm doing my best. Let's see if I can get through this and read these these words correctly. Provo una gioia immensa in quel momento. 
avrebbe sempre potuto ricominciare la sua vita dal pastore. Avrebbe sempre potuto ricominciare a vendere cristalli. Nel mondo forse c'erano molti altri tesseri nascosti, ma lui aveva un sogno che si ripeteva e aveva incontrato un re. Non era una cosa che capita a tutti. And here is Jeremy Irons. Maybe it was an omen, the boy thought. He came to the bar that he had entered on his first day there. The thief wasn't there, and the owner brought him a cup of tea. I can always go back to being a shepherd, the boy thought. I learned how to care for sheep, and I haven't forgotten how that's done. But maybe I'll never have another chance to get to the pyramids in Egypt. The hills of Andalusia were only two hours away, but there was an entire desert between him and the pyramids. Yet the boy felt that there was another way to regard his situation. He was actually two hours closer to his treasure. The fact that the two hours had stretched into an entire year didn't matter. I know why I want to get back to my flock, he thought. I understand sheep, they're no longer a problem, and they can be good friends. On the other hand, I don't know if the desert can be a friend, and it's in the desert that I have to search for my treasure. If I don't find it, I can always go home. I finally have enough money and all the time I need. Why not? He suddenly felt tremendously happy. He could always go back to being a shepherd. He could always become a crystal salesman again. Maybe the world had other hidden treasures, but he had a dream and he had met with a king. That doesn't happen to just anyone. He was planning as he left the bar. He had remembered that one of the crystal merchant's suppliers transported his crystal by means of caravans that crossed the desert. What could it cost to go over to the supplier's warehouse and find out if the pyramids were really that far away? I hope you enjoyed that reading of The Alchemist. Before we get into today's surrounding sounds, I'd like to thank our sponsor for the podcast. ExpressVPN has been a fantastic resource that I've been using long before they were ever a sponsor for our show. It allows me to be able to make and receive free calls and text messages here from Italy. All my streaming services are unblocked, and so I can watch all of those. And I'm able to, while I'm in the United States, I'm able to watch Italian TV and films through Rye Play. I'm also safe when I'm using public Wi-Fi, and I don't have issues with big tech companies tracking my movements. So you should definitely check out ExpressVPN. They offer three months for free when you sign up for one of their plans. It only comes out to be about 25 cents a day, and it's a fantastic service. You're definitely going to want it if you're planning to travel here for any length of time or move here, or even if you just want to have access to Rye Play and to all of the Italian TV shows, news, and films that are available there. So you can go to my website, imovingtoitaly.com, and check out the links for ExpressVPN. There's a whole page called the Italy Kit, and there's links all over my website. You get three months for free. comes out to be about 25 cents a day. It is absolutely worth it. So thanks again to ExpressVPN for being wonderful sponsors of our show. 
Well, that brings us to our surrounding sounds for this episode. And I have the sound, of course, of me going to that Italian carnival after choir practice and hopping on that ride with those lovely Italian women and laughing and the whole thing. I recorded it. And so you've got the whole sound of that. So enjoy. And I will be back afterwards to say goodbye. enjoyed those sounds from this week's episode. Wasn't that a fun experience at the carnival? <laughs> anyway, thank you for coming along with me and and delving into the world of Italy, even though it was just through your imagination, you were transported here through those sounds. So anyway, thank you for coming back and sharing another episode with me. You really are the best audience in the world. I love sharing this time with you each week. Thank you to those of you who have recently left wonderful reviews for the podcast. If you haven't yet had a chance on either Apple or Spotify to leave a review for the podcast, please take a second to do that. It makes such a difference. It means so much to me, and it really helps our podcast grow. It helps other people find us. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Well, wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice today, I hope you are healthy and well. And I look forward to being back here with you next week for another episode. So until then, take care. God bless. Ciao, ciao, ciao.